0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to the All It Takes a Goal podcast, the best place in the entire world, including all of Canada, to learn how to build new thoughts, new actions, and new results. I'm your host, John Acuff, and today we're talking about six nerdy tools goal finishers always use. Six. Now, why not five? Why not just five? Because I'm incredibly generous, and I felt like you needed a bonus tool. Okay, then why not Seven. Because I have a theory. I wouldn't call it a hot take. It's more of a theory because it's not hot enough to be a hot take. But here's my theory. I feel like in every list of content that somebody creates, so like 10 ways to do this, there are a few dogs that they dropped in because they wanted to make the list longer. Have you ever read through a list and you're like, hmm, those last three were garbage or they were just not good. That's how I feel. So I'm going with six because these were the six best. These were lean ideas that will actually help you. But first, let's hear a quick word from the sponsor of today's episode. Are you living up to your full potential? Dr. Mike Peasley and I asked over 3,000 people this question and the research was wild. Here's what we found. 50% of people reported that 50% of their full potential is untapped. That means half of us are walking around with half lives. But what if you could have a fulfilling career? What if you could enjoy a thriving marriage and strong friendships? What if you could be in the greatest shape of your life? The good news is you can. In my new book, all it takes is a goal. You'll learn how to escape the comfort zone, avoid the chaos zone, and live in the potential zone. Plus, for a limited time, when you order by September 12th, you'll get amazing bonuses like the entire audiobook read by me. That's right. You get the entire audiobook for free. You also get a signed book plate and an exclusive download of my Dream Plan Do Review Poster. Order your copy anywhere books are sold and then claim your bonuses at atgbook.com. That's atgbook.com. All right, let's jump into the episode. I'm trying something new for those wicked busy people out there. If you're wicked busy, I am too. I get that. So I'm going to give you a 30 second version of this entire podcast. I won't do it for every podcast, but I'm going to try it for a few. And if it's something that people like, if I get reviews that people are like, that was helpful. Thanks for the quick, you know, quick thing. Like my attention span is really short too, like, because I feel like I'm getting a shorter attention span every time I watch a reel. Like if somebody's reel is long, and by long I mean like 47 seconds, I'm like, ugh, I don't have time for this. But if you're really busy, you're walking into your office, the kids are having a meltdown, you just finished your time on the treadmill, whatever, here's a quick version. The entire episode in 30 seconds. I have a goal-focused Facebook group with 20,000 members. Here are the six tools the most successful members use. Number one, micro-milestones. Number two, measurable data. Number three, visual representations of their goals. Number four, timers. Number five, regular reviews. Number six, simple systems. Those are the six tools that the people in the Facebook group use. It's a goal-focused Facebook group. Um, It's private, but anyone can join. So if you're curious, we'll make sure we link that in the show notes. It's 20,000 of the most encouraging people you've ever met just working on goals together. It's 100% free, 100% fun. But those are the six tools. That was the 30-second review. Now, if you've got a little more time, cool. So do I. Let's let's listen to the whole episode. Let's break it down. Allow me to begin with a question. Was I a nerd in high school? Was I a nerd in high school? That's an interesting question. I, I think it's always funny when somebody who's like a supermodel goes like, I wasn't popular in high school. And you're like, You were beautiful forever. Like you were popular in high school. You're just saying that to try to relate to us unpopular kids. So the question, was I a nerd in high school? Let's address that. I'll I'll give you an answer. I took tap dancing and wrote poetry. So probably, probably I was a nerd in high school. Unless right now you're like, wait a second, tap dancing, the best. Sometimes my kids... Ellie and McRae. I have two daughters will ask me if I was cool in high school. And I always tell them I was, I was youth group cool, which is a different kind of cool, which is not cool. I'm not sure if I was a nerd in high school, probably, but I definitely know what I am now. I am a goal nerd. Learning how to create and accomplish goals in my mid-30s changed my life. I talk about that all the time. I love goals. Goals helped me write nine books. I actually just turned in my 10th book. I've got another book that I'm in the final stages of finishing that'll come out next fall. I, I love writing books and I'm able to do that because of goals. Goals helped me move to Nashville. Goals helped me start my own seven-figure business. That's what you're supposed to say when you're an entrepreneur, by the way, seven-figure. It's, it's true, it's, it's true, but it still feels a little like Sunday, Sunday, Sunday to me. I'm a little shy when it comes to talking about money, which is actually something I'm working on. I've got a handful of broken soundtracks around money that I'll be talking about in the months to come. And I've asked a bunch of people, hundreds and hundreds of people about their own broken soundtracks about money, and it's fascinating what people think about money. And I'm working to change that. I'll share more of that later as I develop these ideas. That's how I work. I have something in my life that I want to change, want to tweak, want to grow. And then I work on it and then I do experiments and then I test it. And then I test it with a bunch of friends and then I test it with even more friends. And then eventually, if it's a good enough idea, I put it into an online challenge. I do a podcast episode about it. And then eventually, if it's a really, really good idea, it makes it through the gauntlet all the way to a book. That's my process. But it's not an exaggeration to say that I can draw a line in my life that neatly divides everything from before goals and after goals. So BG, AG. I believe in the power of goals because I've experienced it myself and I've seen goals change the lives of thousands of people just like you. And there are six different super nerdy tools that every goal finisher uses. Why does finishing matter? Well, one thing I like to say is starting is fun, but the future belongs to finishers. Everybody starts a book. Everybody starts writing a book. It's very easy to start writing a book. Very few people actually finish. Everybody starts getting in shape. Very few people actually maintain. A lot of people start businesses or start GoDaddy accounts where they register a URL. Or I had business ideas where the first thing I did was get the business cards made. Like... I didn't have the business yet, but I was like, I definitely need like a cool, I need to go to Moo. I think that's where I got some business cards before. I think Moo was a business card place. They're not a sponsor. If they want to become one slide into those DMs, but I would get a business card. I would get stickers. I used to get t-shirts about ideas. Again, I hadn't done anything. I was just coming up with merch and branding before the thing actually existed because it's easy to start. It's hard to finish, but the future belongs to finishers. So today, I'm going to share six tools that finishers use. Tool number one, micro milestones. Finishers use micro milestones. If you ever run a half marathon, you'll notice something instantly. They mark every mile along the course. So on the side of the road, there will be a sign that says mile one, and then mile two, and then mile three, and then it goes all the way up. Why do they do this? because it would be really discouraging if all you had was a starting line and a finish line. Like that would be so discouraging. Micro milestones are small wins that keep you building toward bigger wins. I I never just have one goal when it comes to writing a book. Like I never have start the book, finish the book. Imagine if I spent a year, a solid year writing a new book and the only finish line I had was finish the book. Do you know what would happen? I would feel like a failure every single day. Every single day during that year that I worked on the book, at the end of the day, I'd go, did I, did I cross the finish line? Did I write the whole book today? Oh, I didn't. And I'd feel like a failure. I, I need more than one finish line. So what do I do? I finish lines all year long. Sometimes the finish line is write 300 words. Sometimes it's write 1,000 words. Sometimes it's have a meeting with the publisher about the subtitle. Sometimes it's interview people. Sometimes it's gather 10 real stories from people like you that illustrate the points of the book. I have a whole host of finish lines so that I get to cross one pretty frequently. Don't try to hold your breath like between milestones where you go starting the goal and then <gasps> finish the goal. No, 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 no. Take Breaths the entire time. Mark each mile, page, or sale to stay encouraged. You need micro milestones along the way. That's tool number one. Tool number two is measurable data. You have to have measurable data. So I have a terrible fear of math and numbers. I, I do. I'm not a numbers guy, I'm a words guy. But over the years, I've fallen in love with data. Why? why? Why did it happen? Well, because data tells the truth. Here's another way I like to say it. This is, this is a bit of a soundtrack, if you will. Data kills denial, which prevents disaster. I'll say that again because it had a lot of alliteration and I love alliteration. Data kills denial, which prevents disaster. It, it tells you the truth ahead of time. Data will say like, hey, real quick heads up. If you keep making these decisions, if you keep making these choices, um, the bridge is out. Yeah, that, that's where that ends up. Like the bridge is out. That's where you're going to end up. There's not going to be some miracle that happens. Like you're going to drive this train right off the bridge. Just quick, 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 quick heads up. You're headed towards something disastrous. Data kills denial, which prevents disaster. Now, the fun side of that, because maybe you hear that and you're like, ugh, I, man, I hate data. I've told this story before. The first time I saw people hate data, the very first time we were at a restaurant in New York and I was with a group of friends and we were there for a conference and we went into a restaurant and we were all going to get like big New York meals. Like, Hey, big, that's a terrible New York accent. Um, we were going to get big New York meals. Like the kind of meal where there's like a knife just shoved into the cheeseburger, like just a whole, like a sword, like it's Excalibur and you got to, pull the sword from the stone and we go in and we open the menus. And recently when we were there, New York had made a rule that you had to put the calories in the menus. And, Oh, you could hear an audible groan at the table. Everybody was like, Oh no. Like, because all of a sudden you could see the data related to the item. So everybody's order changed from like a gigantic cheeseburger or like I'm going to have double deep fried lasagna for lunch. Everybody's order changed from that to sad, sad little salads with like grilled chicken and dressing on the side, please on the side, please. Your lightest dressing, a light brown water, whatever feels like brown water. I'll lightly pass the, the lettuce by it. I won't even dip it. I'll pass it by it like a ship in the night. Everybody's order changed. What's funny about that is the meals had the calories, whether we knew them or not. They did. Like, if something has um, the name "lava" in it, it's not. It's not vitamins. Like molten. Like anytime you see the word "molten" related to a meal, like molten cheese, molten chocolate, like, it's not vitamins. And we didn't like it. But all data is doing in that moment is going, "Hey, hey, hey, hey! You said your goal was to be in shape. Just heads up, this thing is." 1,800 calories. So keep in mind. So that's one thing data does, but it also does something that's a little better. It feels a little better. Data also tells fear to shut up when it gets chatty. So when fear tries to tell me I haven't made any progress, and that's one of the things that fear always says in the middle of any goal you do, fear will go, this should be faster. Other people did this quicker. Like, you should be doing a better job. But they're like, you should be further ahead. Like, oh, you're not, you're not doing very well. When fear tries to tell me I haven't made any progress, I can easily look down at my data and say, that that's not true. Look, I can see the pages read. I can see the miles run. I can see the drawers I've emptied. I can see the CrossFit sessions I completed in my notebook. I can see the clients called. I can see the events booked, et cetera. For instance, I know... I've read 53 books this year. I've read 53 books. I've run 386.9 miles. I've done CrossFit 87 times. I've written 38,500 words for my new book. How do I know? Because I keep track. I keep track. Goodreads tells me, hey, you've read, 50, you've read 53 books this year. Way to go. Strava tells me, hey, 386 miles. Well done. My notebook where I track all my CrossFit workouts tells me 87. My documented Microsoft Word tells me 38,500 words have been written for my new book. I have data. You have to see the results or you'll never know if you're headed in the right direction. Number three, nerdy tool that people use. Visuals. Speaking of data, make it visual so you never lose sight of it a goal you put in a drawer or a journal like deep in a journal is forgotten in about 10 minutes what was that thing i was going to do again like what was that thing finishers on the other hand make their goals visual they essentially create billboards advertising the goal to themselves for instance right now in in my office where i'm recording this i have a massive whiteboard it's on wheels so i can wheel it around And it shows all my weekly goals. When I plan weekly goals, I plan them with Post-it notes. I do this system. It's like a modified Kanban, if you will. And I put it on a whiteboard. So all week, I have direct access, visual access to what I'm working on. I have a poster board with a list of ideas I'm writing, like beside my desk, just a huge piece of poster board. I write ideas on it. I can see those. I have financial goals on a Post-it note taped up beside my laptop. I have visuals. I have a chart in my um finish notebook. I have a notebook that has a chart that I make every month that tracks my actions. Visuals can also be a tool you use after the goal as well. Like I love after the goal visuals too. Do you know what the stack of books I've written on the shelf behind me reminds me? That I write books. That's what I do. When you finish something challenging, there's this real temptation to forget it. You forget it. You kind of work on the next thing and you forget this hard thing that you accomplished. So the next time you're pushed into a corner and fear gets loud and says, hey, you've never done something hard, you need to remind yourself that yes, I have with a visual. The other day I was putting something in my youngest daughter's room and I looked behind her bedroom door and she had all these pieces of paper and all these ribbons from swimming and all these mementos of things she'd accomplished. She already knew that principle of, wow, I'm going to forget the things I did that were challenging. So I want to remember them. I want to remember the things I've done. So the next time I face something challenging, I have a reminder. If you don't celebrate your goal visually, you'll forget them mentally and then give up on the next one emotionally. Let's say that again. If you don't celebrate your goal visually, you'll forget them mentally and then give up on the next one emotionally. So you've got to have visuals. Fourth tool, timers. Timers, timers, timers. Time is a tool. Forget, forget that. It's not a tool. It's the tool. It's the tool. And the best part, the best strategy, the best skills, and the best opportunities don't really matter if you don't have time to throw at them. Goal finishers are obsessed about the hours they have available for their goals. And they use timers to stay on track. So last week, the most used app on my phone was the free timer it comes with. Like, you know, if you have an iPhone, it has a timer. I used it 12 hours and 44 minutes. Why? Because when I set a timer and I have an activity to focus on, I know it's time to get to work. I know it's time to go. I'm not very good naturally at focusing, but I've just learned tricks and tools over the years. Like if you told me 15 years ago, when I hadn't written a single book that I would have written nine, I would say, You're crazy. I can't sit still for that long. I can't focus. But I've just learned some tools, and timers are one of them. Now, I didn't get better at managing my time just because I wanted to be more productive. What happened was I fell in love with writing a blog. And then I quickly realized that with two kids under the age of four, a full time job, an Atlanta commute, and a marriage I cared deeply about, that I didn't have a lot of free time for the blog. I wanted more time to blog, so I had to start treating my hours differently. What did that look like in a practical sense? Well, I started getting up early to write before work. I started practicing speeches while I drove to work in the morning. I used my lunch break to write some more. I'd go out in the car and write in the car. I used my drive home from work time to connect with clients for writing opportunities. I made the most of what I had and then went out and found some more time in places it was hiding. The morning, the commute, the lunch, etc. Chapter nine of my brand new book, All It Takes is a Goal, is called Plan a Calendar Heist because that's what it feels like when you find something you love. You go steal time from other things you just like. There's a new soundtrack for you. Let me give you a soundtrack. Do more of what you love and less of what you like. Do more of what you love and less of what you like. I just like TV. I do. like. I sometimes feel like I'm railing against it on this podcast because I'm like, so people watch so much TV, whatever. I do like it. I like it a lot. I just love writing. I love having finished the book. I love running. Like There's other things I love. So TV, which I only kind of like, doesn't get a lot of my time. My goal for you, I want you to find a passion you love so much, it makes Netflix boring. That's right. You heard me. I want you to find a passion you love so much, it makes Netflix boring. That can happen. Once I found time, once I started to really look for it, I used a simple timer on my phone to keep me in motion. I set it, I forget it, and I work on my task until the alarm goes off. You've got to use timers. Tool number five, regular reviews. You have to review your goal regularly or you'll lose touch with it. To jump back to the half marathon example, the reason I wear a Garmin watch when I run is so that I can review my progress. Every time I look down at my wrist, I'm reviewing how things are going. When should you review? Well, popular timeframes include weekly check-ins, the end or the first of the month, quarterly or annually. I talk about the power of a good review a lot in the guaranteed goals community. A goal is a living thing, not something you put in place once and benefit from all year. Like, it's not like you start a goal in January and then it just kind of takes care of itself. And then you look up in November and you're like, oh, we're almost done. Like, that's not how it works at all. I recently did a review on one of my goals and I realized I was miles off, miles off. It was painful, honestly, to kind of make some corrections. Um, And I could have avoided a lot of that pain if I had reviewed it more often. So you've got to have a review and it doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be intensive. It can be a couple minutes. You just have to check in on the goal to make sure you're still headed in the right direction. The last one, number six, simple systems. Behind every goal finisher is a series of systems. What's a system? I define a system as a win repeater. A system is a win repeater. It helps you repeat your wins with as minimal effort as possible. It also helps you deal with emergencies. For instance, I speak to a lot of massive dental practices. Investment capital has entered the dental industry, which is fascinating to me. So there's all these huge dental practices, and I love getting to talk to them. Uh, My mom's been a dental hygienist for 40 years, so that's a fun connection, but There's a lot of poorly run dental practices that are held hostage by the emergencies of their patients. So a kid chipping his tooth at a little game can throw the back half of their day completely out of whack. They're just not ready. They're not ready for it. The whole day is chaotic. On the other hand, well-run dental practices have an emergency one time and then come up with a system. Let me say that again. You should only have an emergency one time. The next time you should have a system. The next time there's an emergency, you should have a plan that immediately kicks into place and the emergency transforms from a problem into a process. Putting your gym clothes beside your bed the night before you work out is a system. Sitting in the same seat when you write a book at a coffee shop is a system. A funnel for your online business is a system. There are so many different ways to have systems in your life. Um, Here's a system that I've talked about before. But we're getting toward that time of year. And you've still got a couple months to do it. If you want to really surprise somebody you love, uh, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, you should write down the things they mentioned they'd like in a note and then buy them in December. So instead of trying to guess in December, like, oh, what are those things they like? Just have a note on your phone. Or my friend Tom does it. The way he does it is he has an Amazon wish list where he just drops it into there. Like, When they mention something, oh, I'd love this, or oh, isn't that cute, or oh, this just broke, whatever it is, write it down in your phone. Keep track of it. You've got a couple months to do it. you got, you know, September, October, November to do it. Write it down. And then in December, when it's time to buy Christmas presents, you're going to open that note and go, oh, look at that, look at that. I did that with Jenny's birthday just this year. She mentioned she wanted this fancy, dancy, like, meat thermometer. Um, from ThermoWorks. Again, not a, not a sponsor, but feel free, ThermoWorks. If you feel like this is the market for fancy meat thermometers, I'll, next episode could just be all about like, here's what I think about meat thermometers. But she mentioned it and I put it in my phone. And then three months later, I surprised her with it for her birthday. She did not see it coming because she mentioned it one time and I wrote it down on my phone. That was a system. So you've got to have systems. Those are six of the goal tools that I've got in my Batman utility belt, which is itself a nerdy thing to reference. I could have said I'm a big fan of Scott Snyder, but The Long Halloween is my favorite graphic novel from Batman. Seven people who read Batman comics just clapped out loud and were like, wow, he went real deep on that Batman. I did, I did. But for the rest of you who aren't comic book nerds, but want to finish more of your goals, try this. Add one of those tools to your week. Just one and see what happens. Here's what they are again. Micro milestones, measurable data, visual representation of the goal, timers, regular reviews, and simple systems. Milestones, data, visuals, timers, reviews, and systems. And if you like this episode or anything you've ever heard me say before, you got to pre order my new book. All it takes is a goal. Why? Well, if you pre order it before September 12th, you get the entire audiobook for free, not a chapter. Not a segment, not a section, the whole thing. And I read it, and there's 10 bonus stories in it. So order the book anywhere, books are sold, and then go to atgbook.com. That's atgbook.com to get all your bonuses. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We'll put all the links in the show notes as always. And thank you for reviewing my podcast. The reviews you write are super encouraging. Here's one I saw recently from Me to AZ. I think they're from Arizona. Me2AZ says, crushing fear and finishing goals. John continues to provide true insight into overcoming fears and finishing goals. This isn't some inspiration only or hustle harder podcast. No, instead it is honesty and humor infused together to face what we all have in common, fear and goals. Thank you for writing that. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely tell you like get after it and work hard, but it'll never just tell you like, you just gotta do it. You gotta believe in yourself and like turn a frown upside down. I really love to say, hey, here's six tools you can actually use. I love the tactical stuff because then I think you can actually use it. And that's fun for me to know you guys are going to be able to use something in your life. I love getting to do that. So thank you for writing the review. Please make sure you subscribe or follow or whatever it is the kids are saying these days. And please write a review. I'll see you next week. And remember, all it takes is a goal. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the All It Takes is a Goal podcast and to get access to today's show notes and exclusive content from John Acuff, visit acuff.me podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the All It Takes is a Goal podcast.